Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Today is the last day of 2022. What a year it has been. The establishment's COVID narrative has all but collapsed, though I predict that the model of engineered viruses or opportunistic use of existing viruses, followed by forced injections and forced social control, is going to be used by the enemies who have seized our government again and again. The Worship Thy Brown replacement quasi-religion of equality and equity and diversity reached metastasis in 2022 and is going to be pushed harder and harder by our enemies, even further past the point of patent absurdity. And weak-minded liberals and soft, low-IQ Christians will accept it in greater and greater numbers. And the status-conscious corporate and managerial classes will pretend to accept it, will claim that they have believed it all their lives, and enthusiastically punish anyone who does not accept it, while at the same time, Increasing numbers of the decent, hard-working, and long-suffering white Americans, whose skills and competence and sacrifices really keep the wheels of society turning, will become more and more disgusted by these patent lies, by the homicidal degeneracy of the ruling establishment, and the insane and ever-changing faith they require us to mouth and practice. It is beginning to dawn on millions of these decent folk that there was a war being fought while they were being good worker bees, a secret war that was hidden from them, and that that war was a war on white people, and that the white people lost that war and are now slaves, destined for mongrelization, replacement, and death, and that the fictitious, preposterous diversity religion they are essentially required to believe is a psychological weapon in that war. But now that the victors in that war have come out into the open, now that they are clearly attempting genocide, many of these decent folks will conclude that what they lost was a battle, and that the war is still ongoing, except now they aren't asleep, except now they have the choice to fight back. Thus, the middle ground of American society will melt away, as forces amass on either side of the increasingly empty middle. It's going to be interesting. How far are the Jews pushing things? 
so far that it's actually hard to keep track of all the outrages against nature and decency and racial integrity and normal sexuality that are happening every day. Half-Jewish director Noah Baumbach and his partner Greta Gerwig are in the final stages of producing a film for the Jewish studio Warner Brothers, targeting both adults and children, entitled Barbie, based on the materialistic and childless sex bimbo doll of the same name sold for more than 50 years to American girls by Jewish toy conglomerate Mattel. No one has seen the movie yet. It's scheduled for release in July 2023. But we do have a trailer now, and it's pretty much what you'd expect it to be. Another weapon in the Jews' war on healthy sexuality. Another missile aimed straight at the minds and bodies of young white girls and women, designed to make them revile and hate their sacred role as mothers of the next generation, and also designed to deform the minds of young white males, too, showing them how fashionable and trendy it is to be a homosexual, or at least getting them to accept the utterly untrue idea that to at least be metrosexual and effeminate is the height of male status and success. I will embed a copy of the trailer in the text version of this broadcast on nationalvanguard.org so you can see it for yourself. In it, we see a dreary desert landscape with ominous music in the background. The female narrator with a British accent intones, Since the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. We see a group of young girls, all of them white, perhaps around six or eight years old, all of them moving slowly and without enthusiasm, acting depressed and with sad facial expressions, dressed shabbily in colorless old-style dresses, playing with baby dolls, white baby dolls. At one point, most of the girls seem to have become unconscious. An abandoned shoe from one of the dolls lies neglected on the sand and rocks. The dolls are very realistic. They look very much like actual white babies. The narrator continues, But the dolls were always and forever baby dolls until. And then the orchestra comes to a climax, as we see towering above the gray and brown landscape and above the poor, unhappy white girls. A gigantic, 40-foot-tall woman in a push-up bra and 1960s-style swimsuit who smiles and winks at us in a cheap, sexy, whore-like, provocative way. 
the little white girls are all awake now and look up at foe goddess Barbie in awe and amazement. Almost immediately after the wink, the white girls take their real-looking white babies by the legs and swing them, crushing their skulls out against the rocks and against each other, leaving them shattered in hundreds of pieces. Another white baby doll is thrown away like a piece of trash by her former little mommy, high in the air, and before we can see it crash in fragments on the ground, it morphs into a sparkling pink Barbie logo. Slick, rhythmic Jewish pop music begins, and the dreary desert becomes a bright pink wonderland of modern architecture. And the girls have grown up into painted teens and young women, dancing in a constantly changing multiracial landscape of flashing lights, discos, musical exercise routines, and metrosexual young males. It all flashes by in a second or two, but clearly this is the beautiful and, above all, fun new world offered up to white girls if only they will kill their oh-so-terrible and demeaning dreams of motherhood and kill their little white babies. Sick, sick, sick to be sure. But what you and I didn't realize until recently was that this was the message of Jew-created Barbie all along. Barbie, even 1960 Barbie, didn't teach young girls to want to be mothers and wives and care about, love, and enculturate the next generation of their race the most sacred task given to any human being. No. Barbie was always all about self-indulgence, materialism, pleasure-seeking, and the fun, child-free lifestyle. Yes, early on, Barbie, and was the name an almost homonym for baby, had Ken, a white boyfriend, but by the mid-60s she had a black friend, too. Marriage, so far as I know, wasn't even hinted at, but sports cars, makeup, and fashion accessories, and, by implication, empty, sterile sexuality, all loomed large in the shallow, materialistic Barbie world from the very beginning. And now, it all comes out into the open. The symbology isn't even subtle. Kill your white babies, crush their skulls on the ground, and leave them to die. Wear the right sleazy clothes, act like a whore, and you might get to dance with a fashion boy, preferably a non-white fashion boy, and take a ride in his sports car, too. Sick. This is exactly the opposite message 
that our young women and girls should be getting. And the Jews at Warner Brothers and Mattel know it, too. What they are doing is deliberate. And now it is obviously deliberate. And that is a good thing, because it will awaken more and more of us to an awareness of what is being done to us and by whom. The middle ground will melt away like a quicksand, and our people will be forced to take sides. And we of the National Alliance will be there, steadily growing in strength and numbers, and will have ever-growing capabilities as these decent white men and women are ready to do what is right. You know, Yuletide and the winter solstice and New Year's Day are all really the same holiday. The days grow shorter. The sun recedes further and further from us. The time of the bitter cold and the sleeping earth arrives. But hidden in the heavens, until our awakening consciousness noticed it, nature's God sends us a message. The invincible sun stands still, and then slowly, slowly, but definitely, begins to return. The very cosmos itself, promising us that longer days and warmth and resurgent life are coming soon in abundance. Even as the very coldest days are immediately before us. The star of stars is telling us to have hope, for better times are coming. This is the time for gathering with family and loved ones and friends to celebrate and share this hope. This is the time for gift-giving to symbolize the new beginnings we are experiencing. This, too, is the time to conceive new white life that will be born in the warmth of summer and harvest time and celebrate the new life you know is coming that is growing in the womb, as my wife and I are doing today. What better time to designate as the beginning of the year what better time to cast our eyes to the sun and stars? And may I add, what better time to rededicate your life to the eternal existence and survival of your people, the most beautiful and creative race ever to grace this world, the most blessed by the Creator, with high and advancing consciousness and all the ever-growing capabilities that that implies. The race which has seen the harmony and harnessed the power of the atomic and the subatomic. 
touched the face of another world as its first step into the cosmic and bids fair to make itself a new home in the stars, a necessity if we are to be more than a dead end. And if you haven't yet made such a dedication, there is no better time than now to take that new direction. I remember the words I said around the solstice fire. We stand this cold night before the Creator who set these stars and planets in motion who set the earth and the sun and the seasons on their course, and who also brought us into being to see these things, to study these things, and in the fullness of time to understand these things. And in understanding them, to see worlds we have not yet seen, to understand ideas and principles of which we have not yet conceived, to embark upon journeys we cannot yet imagine, and to become something new, something we cannot yet know, but something as far beyond man as man is beyond the midge that flits for a day above the mountain meadow and then is gone. As we join hands together this solstice, let us remember we are also joining our hands with the heroes and heroines of our race who came before us and the heroes and heroines who are yet to come. Dr. William Pierce is one who never gave up. Our chairman, Will Williams, is one who never gives up. And those of you who are hearing my voice, the faithful and true ones who make everything we're doing possible, you are heroes and heroines also. For whatever has come, you never gave up. And this, really, is the meaning of the winter solstice and Yuletide and the new year. The real reason for the season. When the darkest days come, they are the harbinger of a new dawn.